Hello, I'm Daniel. This is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. I am a meditation teacher and also a labor activist in Kansas City, Missouri. I teach classes in meditation and Buddhism at the Rime Buddhist Center, as well as a few other places. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Hello. I, at this time, am going to read a quotation from the 37 Practices of a Bodhisattva, and I'm going to comment on that quotation. And this is from the very beginning of the text. It's the first of the 37 Practices. Okay, so here it is. And by the way, the version of the 37 Practices that I'm using, I should tell you now, is Illuminating the 37 Practices of a Bodhisattva by Choki Dragpa. Choki Dragpa. And I'll put that information in the notes for you. So, this is the very beginning. At this time of having obtained the rare great ship of freedom and riches to listen, reflect, and meditate without any distraction day and night... In order to liberate oneself and others from the ocean of samsara, it is the practice of bodhisattvas. So, again, as I said, this is the first line from the list of the first lines from the list of the text called the 37 Practices of Bodhisattvas, or of a bodhisattva in this in this version. But sometimes it's called of bodhisattvas or of all bodhisattvas. It's the same text regardless of how they uh, frame that title. So this was written by a teacher named Gyalse Tolkme in the 1300s. And this text is part of what we call the mind training tradition of Buddhism, which is a, a tradition I like very much. And I think I'm going to go through these 37 practices one by one. So today we're just going to talk about the first one, but at some other time, we'll talk about the second one. So, a bodhisattva is one who strives to cultivate compassion and wisdom for the benefit of others. And this is what I aspire to be, a bodhisattva. So there's some stuff, and I practice in what's called the bodhisattva tradition. At least that's what I call it. So there's some stuff to unpack here. The rare great ship of freedoms and riches is our human life. Okay. The word ship is like a metaphor, obviously, because like riding in a ship, we are in this body for a while and it takes us places and then we're not in it anymore. We tend to be very attached to our bodies as though as though our body's going to stay around forever, but of course it's not. Just like getting on a ship and getting off it again. So, now plenty of us probably think some version of some version of my life. My human life is not filled with freedom and riches. My human life is not filled with freedom and riches because we've all had struggles and we've all been kicked in the heart at times. So when I hear the rare great ship of freedom and riches, sometimes I can struggle with that because we've all had that experience. This was a struggle for me when I learned about it. To me, it helps to think of it in this way. You were born as a human being in this time and place. You could have been born as a rat. 
or a bug or a fish, but you weren't. You were born as a human being in this time and place. You were born as a human. Just by nature of that, you have opportunities that other beings do not have. That many, many other beings do not have. Additionally, you were born in the modern world. You could have been born hundreds or thousands of years ago, and again, you were not. You were born in the modern world. And if you had been born hundreds or thousands of years ago, you would have faced many hardships, many, many hardships that we don't face today. That people don't face today. So, not only that, but also, being born in the modern world, you have access to information that people, even a few decades ago, could not have even believed. In this context we're talking about, we can think about the availability of spiritual teachings. If you're Buddhist, like me, you have access to more teachings translated into your language than ancient people would have even thought possible. And... Also, additionally, the possibility of communication with other Buddhists and with teachers from all over the world is possible as well. Um, so this or that specific kind of teacher doesn't have to be some remote thing that you sort of hear about one time, but you never are exposed to. No, you can get exposed to it. And I'm sure this applies to other religions just as much. Uh, just a few centuries ago, people were practicing Christianity without having the ability to read the Bible for themselves because it wasn't in their language. That, So that, in a sense, that um, relates to other religions just as much as it does to Buddhism. It relates to any spiritual path, really. Really, it relates to anything you're trying to learn, right? I... Thanks to YouTube, I figured out how to unclog my sink, to take apart my sink and unclog it and put it together again. And without, I mean, without the internet, that would have been really hard for me to figure out, right? We have access to a lot of things. And just, um, that's a great thing. I have, in fact, the 37 practices of a bodhisattva. I have several translations of that and i can compare those different translations and this is not something that was available before right and historically if i lived 100 years ago i would have had to learn the original languages to even begin to study this right or i would have had the the difficult task of finding someone that could teach me about it in again if it in my language because that's just what existed back then. So. So, additionally, we can think about standards of things like health and cleanliness. We are lucky to live in a time and place where we are aware of and familiar with the germ theory of disease. And we're also lucky that we have access with relative ease to flushing toilets and running water. Some people in the world still don't. And not that long ago, it was really rare. And just a little bit before that, such things did not exist at all. 
And we don't appreciate that very much. We don't appreciate living in the modern world as much as we could. Um, a lot of people tend to romanticize his, the past world, in fact. Um, but I'm glad we have flushable toilets and I'm glad we have soap, right? Those things are very important to me. So, so what, right? Why are we talking about this? We're talking about this because we have a rare and great opportunity and we shouldn't waste it. That's why. In the text, Letter to a Friend by the Buddhist teacher Nagarjuna, he says, Since it is extremely difficult to obtain a human birth by practicing the Holy Dharma, make it meaningful. And in Way of the Bodhisattva by Shantideva, he says, Based on the ship, the human body, one becomes liberated from the great river of suffering. So, see, there's that ship metaphor again. We have this opportunity. And we can squander it, chasing after sense pleasures that never bring happiness and obsessing about trivial things that come about as only as a result of our confusion. Or we can try to rise above, to lessen the suffering of ourselves and others by pursuing the cultivation of wisdom and compassion. We have the ability to live in a better way and reach our potential. How? How, you may be wondering. Well, to listen, reflect, and meditate without any distraction day and night in order to liberate oneself and others from the ocean of samsara. This passage is really letting us know just how important this journey can be for us. We can change our lives and the lives of people around us for the better by engaging the bodhisattva path, by listening reflecting and meditating by studying the teachings and practicing the cultivation of morality and engaging meditation practice. Um, the ocean of samsara, samsara is usually translated as suffering. And when we say the ocean of samsara that we're trying to liberate ourselves from, we're talking about the ordinary world of suffering and death that we find ourselves in. We suffer in life because we find ourselves getting stuck in greed, hatred, and delusion. But the truth is that this path offers us a way to overcome these struggles. We can learn how to be more aware and awake, and we can learn how to be more at peace with the world around us and to stop making enemies out of everything all the time. And that is what the Bodhisattva path calls on us to do. That is what the path calls on us to do. So that's it for today. This has been the first of the 37 practices of a Bodhisattva. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me and have a good day. Thank you for listening and have a good day.